Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Boston Brick. He's back. And that's it, you heard correctly from my terrible shitty rapping that the That UK Celtics podcast is officially back. I am absolutely hyped for this season of the pod. It's going to be insane. I've got some great guests and I've also got a co-host for every single episode. So that is going to be pretty cool. Now, before I jump into the pod, I just want to say thank you so much for all the support you guys have given me so far with the podcast. It's incredible, you know, and honestly, please keep reviewing, liking and sharing the pod in any way you can. Let's make this global. Let's make this pod as big as it possibly can be. Now, before I jump into this new episode, which is an insane episode, by the way, which you probably already know what it's about, you know, I've got a message from my guy, Gordon Hayward. So enjoy that message. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Welcome back. It's been your Boston Brit. Let's go. Hey, listeners, it's Gordon Hayward here, forward for the Boston Celtics, and you're about to listen to a brand new episode of the That UK Celtics podcast with Nath. So sit back and enjoy. Let's go Celtics. Tatum drives George right there. Tatum gets a wide open look. Bonjour les auditeurs, salut les gars, bienvenue dans un autre episode that UK Celtics podcast. Yes, obviously guys, you, you heard me speaking in French there, kind of briefly gives away who we got on the podcast today. But first, I need to introduce our special co-host today. Now, it's the first time we've been on the podcast. He is from the UK basketball royalty. It's, it's Mr. G-Shack. G-Shack, how are you? Bonjour, Nefam. Oh, Christ. <laughs> we started already. But yeah, so. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so that's good to hear, mate. Good to have you on the podcast. I'm sure you'll come on many more times, but we have a very, very special guest today. And you've joined for a really good episode, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. So, shall I just introduce the guest? Shall I just crack on? Crack on, mate. Crack on. Okay, okay so. For those of you who are not paying attention to my social media, so I've already posted who this is going to be. But anyway, we're going to do a big drum roll. It is the one and the only, our French man, Boston Celtics. It's Mr. Vinny P. Vinny, how are you, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Good. You good? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, chilling. How was, uh, how was my French? How was my intro? Was it all right? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. It's a mistake, but that was understandable. Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take the solid effort. I'll take it. Hey, Vinny, so thank you so much for joining us. So this, episode, so this season of the podcast is all about how I got into basketball. So we've had guests come on. Uh, we, we previously had Sammy come on and he spoke a little bit about, you know, how he got into basketball with his brother and things, you know. So basically, we'll jump straight into it. So the first question is, you know, how did you get into basketball? Uh, basically, so I was like, that was really late. I was like 17. Uh, I was playing soccer. You know, I was pretty tall. I was like six eight, 
So I got some friends who were playing basketball at my school. So they say, yeah, you, you, sh you should try. So I was like, why not? Like, why not? So at 17, 17 years, uh, I just turned to basketball. I just started like that, like just for fun, you know. That, that, that's kind of crazy. You, you grew up in... You grew up in France, you know. You've you've now come over to the NBA and things like that, and so you kind of played in the Euro, yeah, the Euro League too. I mean, obviously, my second question was like, did did you did you play any other sports growing up? But obviously, you said you played soccer. What kind of level were you at with soccer? Were you were you playing at a high level or? Oh uh, no no no, that was not high level. That was basically just to do some sport, and you know, I grew up like watching soccer, uh, it was really easy to, to, to play soccer in the street uh, mm -hmm. with the friends at school and everything. So it was just like the, the, the easy way. And I, I kind of liked soccer, so I was like really, really, really happy to play every time. But, you know, that wasn't a big, uh, big situation. Like I, I can go pro or whatever. That was just for fun with my friend, you know. Uh, that was not a big level like basketball <laughs> obviously but but no it wasn't I just play soccer but you know at school I, I used to play a lot of lot of sports you know uh handball uh badminton all all the the sport you can find at school you know so I was pretty pretty good at everything but not exceptional <laughs> so you played a lot of sports in school quite quite athletic to be fair from a young age uh, so I hated the, to run first, you know, we have to, <laughs> like you have to run around the track. I hated that. So that was the, the worst. And the best one, uh, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes we play soccer, so we ask for it, but maybe the handball, 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 I don't know how you pronounce that in English, but handball, yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of my favorite. Obviously, you come into basketball, you said, quite late. If you've got a story of what, like, you know, when you got into basketball, what was your first memory that pops into your head? Uh, I knew how to, how to dunk. The first, the first thing I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to dunk. Yeah. And obviously, I did it. I remember I found a, a video. It's probably on my Facebook right now. Um, I have a video of me dunking the ball for the first time. So I was a long, skinny guy. Uh, I remember it was the first try I did it. So I was like, okay, I can dunk. That's a good beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, every single time I've tried to dunk, I look like a wounded pigeon that's just been shot out of the sky. I mean, to myself, I look like I'm MJ. I look like I'm flying in the air and gliding and just about to slam it in. But I mean, to everyone looking around me, I must be about 30 centimetres off the ground. So it is not, it's not a good look. Yeah, you can't find a way to, to look good. <laughs> I mean, so far I've managed to dunk a biscuit. Um, I'll gradually work my way up to dunking a ball, but I'm not holding out much hope. I'm five foot nothing. <laughs> okay, so, so in terms of, you know, you come, like you said, you come in late to basketball. Have you got any basketball idols like from from that age where you came into the game? Was it? Did you have any basketball idols? Anyone that you looked up to? Someone that you wanted to aspire to be? Any kind of motivation to get to like a Kobe level or, or anything like that? Like who who were your idols? Absolutely not. So 
when I switched for basketball, I was like a big fan of soccer. So I knew every play, uh, every every team, every player of soccer. But when I came to basketball, I didn't know anybody. Like maybe Kobe and LeBron because they were like superstars this, mm-hmm. at this, by this time. So, you know, you watch TV, you, you see them or whatever. But nobody. So I start like after like two two years, maybe I start to, to watch all the things. Uh, and I remember when I watched the NBA was uh, Dwight Howard when he was uh, back in uh, Magic. Mm-hmm. So that was that was that was the only one I was watching. I was watching all the all the highlights and everything. But yeah, I was I wasn't really interesting because for me, it wasn't in the purpose of being beginning a professional player. So I was not like okay, I, I need to get better. So I need to watch people playing and everything. I was just Okay, I just like the sport, just like the basketball, so I gotta do my thing, you know. Yeah, so Vinny, I mean, you've got, you must have an extensive passport stamp collection, to be honest. And obviously, you've played in France, you know, you played in Spain, you're now in the NBA with Boston. And actually, no, I think, I think G Shack was gonna ask this question. So, mate, do you wanna crack on? So, as Nate mentioned, you've played in numerous different countries, numerous different, numerous different leagues, numerous different setups. What's been the biggest difference between them leagues and coming into Boston and playing in the NBA? Uh, so first, when I was in Paris, it was not a big, big team. Uh, that was not like the Spain team or the NBA. So there was a in France, the basketball is not that big, you know. Um, so the difference when I went to Spain, it was like. The city was like really into the game, really into the basketball, and so we have like great fan and everything. So that was the first point because you know when you play with the great atmosphere like that, you have to be to be ready to be hundred uh, percent every night because you got some fans knowing everything about you, about all the team and everything. So you have to be ready for that because they 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 want you to 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 be great, you know. Um, so that was the main difference, I think, between France and Spain. Obviously, the level too, because uh, I was playing in Euroleague, and Euroleague was the second best uh, league in the world. So, you know, that was to get adapted to everything. Uh, it was Spain, so it was another language too, um, you know, the culture. But that was pretty pretty easy. I, I mean, that was pretty easy. Um, you know, when when you when you have a team with um, nice people, nice teammates, uh, it's always like really easy to fit and to, to get adapted. Um, and when I came here, it was like, obviously like way bigger, uh, all the city, you know, Boston Celtics, all the world, you know, the Boston Celtics, uh, every game, you know, like a lot of people are watching, are watching you, watching what you're doing. So. Yeah, that's this this the thing. Like every night, you have to to be to be great and to win. So that yeah. put a, a kind of pressure on you, you know, mm. uh, a good pressure. That's a good pressure that puts you in in the place. Like, okay, I need to dominate, or I need to be great. I need to be there, you know. And obviously, the fans. Uh, when you play in TD Garden, that's different. You can't say that in every team. In every every franchise in the in the NBA, but when you play for the Boston Celtics, you can feel that as soon as you enter in the in the TD Garden, that's yeah. a different different atmosphere. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've yeah. been to TDU quite a few times now, and it's the atmosphere is completely immense. I mean, no matter who you're playing, no matter what evening it could be, I don't know, like a Monday evening against. Uh, oh, yeah, that's always that bad. It'd just always be that kind of moves me on to my next question, actually, Vinny. So, can you can you walk us through what it was like on your first game for the Celtics? Like walking, driving up to the arena, getting in the locker room, seeing your jersey hung up, ready for you to put on and go out. Which is the best franchise in the NBA? The most historic franchise in the NBA? Like, what was it like just sitting in that locker room, hearing the hearing the crowd just before you go out? literally soaking in the atmosphere. What was that like? That was dope. But first of all, uh, when I drove to the arena, I went really, really, really early. So I didn't see all the fans, you know, walking to the arena with all the jersey and everything. But when I when I entered in the, in the locker room, I saw my jersey with my number and my name on it. That was pretty dope. I can't lie. I take a photo or a picture of it. Uh, that was really dope. You know, you feel like, okay, that's no joke. Like, I mean, the best mm-hmm. franchise in the NBA the, with the more title and everything. So it was like kind of dope. And you think about all, all, all what you did before you came here, all, all the, 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 the work and everything. And you're like, okay, that's the new beginning. Um, and, you know, obviously when you go in the gym um, um, on the floor and you got all the fans screaming, uh, you got the... Oh, you got that, the hairy, hairy dress. You know, you feel, you feel that and you get excited. I mean, I can only imagine what that would feel like. You know, I think it'd be absolutely insane. I think for me, I don't know about you, G-Shack, but I think the nerves would get the best of me in that situation. I think I'd spend 95% of the time hugging the toilet before the game, no doubt. I mean, even on the bench, I think you'd find me legging it off, going to the toilet. I mean, by the end of the game, I think I would have got an Andrex deal, a sponsorship deal, no doubt. But... Yeah, Vinny, was it was it a mixture of excitement and nerves for you? Yeah, yeah, you you like, I don't know, explain, but I remember I was like, don't make her airball, just don't make her airball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing something catchy, you know, that's new for me. So I was like, really exciting, really like, I don't know. So I was scared to to just look uh, ridiculous, but that was a good pressure at the end because you. You want to leave that every night and get get used to it. So, yeah, that was I, I can't explain. That's something you need to leave. Like, yeah, I mean, I cut. Yeah, that that would have been an insane experience, no doubt. Now, obviously, myself and G Shack probably will never experience that solely because of our dunking prowess and our basketball skills. But yeah, I mean, that's insane. I, th- I think we do need to ask you about your dress sense too, because obviously we've seen you turn up to the arenas in some pretty flamboyant stuff, um, stuff which, you know, I could never pull off. I don't think G-Shack could ever pull it off either. And yeah, I think G-Shack's got a question for this. So obviously you've uh, made some solid choices with pre-game outfits. Is there much thought that goes into that or is it just kind of the vibe and how you're feeling on the day? I mean, right now, I'm just like, to be honest, I just try to be a little bit low-key, you know. Because uh, at the beginning, I, I, I just uh, wear that pajama suit. So it make a lot of noise. I was like, I don't want people like talking about my, my style more than my basketball. So after that, I was kind of trying to be a little bit low-key, but still doing my thing, you know. So you didn't, you didn't see anything yet. 
But you know, that's the fact. Like, I don't play that much. Uh, I don't feel comfortable to win, like, to be to be on the spotlight just because I, I wear, like, some night thing. You know, I, I would like to, to first be great at basketball, show, show my thing. And after that, I would, like, I could, like, okay, now I'm comfortable on basketball. I can, like, express myself outside. But, you know, I don't really, like... The fact we're just talking about me, about the, the drip. That's cool. That's cool. But the, <laughs> I, I want the people to talk about me, about my basketball, you know. So yeah. that's why, I, okay, just lucky. At the end, I was like or, only wearing like sweatpants or, or jumpsuit and everything, but nothing crazy right now. So obviously you guys have had a very successful season so far. Um, what would you say on a personal level? is an area or a skill that you've you've vastly improved on in this season? Yeah, for sure. It was a great year. The team was up. Uh, we have some time game. We, we are all happy about the, the ranking and the situation of the, the club. Um, for myself, uh, I think I improved my, 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 my shoot. I uh, improve a lot my shoot. I work on it. And, you know, just, I didn't play that much, but being around all the guy, you know, uh, at the practice every day, you, you just figure out all, all the, the, the NBA is working, you know. Uh, it's not the easy way to, to adapt, but when you get that, you know, it works. You know, the, 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 the challenge every day to get better. And, and you know, you know how to work. You you find a way to work uh, and discipline. And I think I progress on that more than anything. Just understand uh, the game um, and myself to be great. So obviously, um, we had an episode with Semi, and uh, Semi mentioned that one of the biggest factors that has helped him develop to the league has been the brotherhood and support and mentorship he's had from Gordon. Um, is there anybody that you would say has kind of helped you adjust and sort of adapt to maybe some stuff that's also off the court to uh, the the high high profile NBA? So what do you mean, like? Has anyone been kind of um, your your mentor in a sense? Like as you come into the team, have they helped you out yeah. of your game? I mean, for sure, uh, 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 I'm a lot with Ines. Uh, because for sure we we the same we same um, we're on the same place on the court and we we a lot together. Uh, though for sure, yeah, we we talk a lot, you know. But I talk with most other people like Thais or Brad because they come from Europe, mm -hmm. so they they experience the same thing at me right now. So we talk a lot with them, and you know, most of the people uh, they were like really. I can be older than them, but they, they were like, okay, we know what you're going through and we're going to like help you mentally to, to stay focused. So GB, GB talked to me a lot. Uh, we have some discussion about that uh, on the fact like it's not easy to, to go on a court and just perform for the last three minutes or something like that. You know, we've been through that as a rookie. So we talk a lot because they, 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 I'm older than them, but they still have more experience than me on the NBA. So, you know, that was cool. That was cool to to 
to discuss with kind of all the player about the situation, you know, to grow up or to, to, to react or to, or to be better, you know, or to, to mentally approach the game to, to get better. So I would say all the team, you know, uh, obviously, but Ines kind of a little bit more. Uh, we're always together on the bench. We all the, we walk out together. So I would say Ines was kind of more of a mentor with me. We've, we've seen you and Ennis, yours and Ennis' relationship. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a true, it's a true bromance. You and Ennis just roll off each other. Take the mick out of each other. I mean, it's it's funny stuff. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of sticking with this season, um, you know, what what is it? Be, what's it? What's it been like in the locker room? I mean, obviously, from us, our fans' point of view, it, it's like the camaraderie and the chemistry and the togetherness of the squad is we've not seen this in so many years. I mean, in the locker room, obviously, yourself and Ennis are the we class you as the jokers, the fans. You know, like the funny guys. Who else in the locker room is like a big character? Who's someone that makes jokes? Like, what what has it been like in the locker room night in night out? Oh, for sure, Marcus. Marcus is a big joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know that that was a, an atmosphere in the team. That was not specifically somebody. You know, that's just the atmosphere we we create at the beginning of the season, and we all in this in this mentality. I think all the the, the young guy was like more uh, responsibility, I think about like GT, GB, uh, you know, and even the, the, the old guy like Kemba Ennis, they came and they were like on the same page as everybody. Everybody want, wants to win. And, you know, so everybody's mindset was like on the same way. We're walking out and um, we're walking out uh, because we want that. So. You know, it was a pleasure to go at the, the the gym every day, like see the people, see the guy, and I think we never had like any issues or kind of like a disrespect thing on the locker room. That was a really great atmosphere to work, and I think it, like everybody did something for it. You know, me and S, we were joking, smiled, did some some nice thing out the the out the the basketball, like going to the cinema all together. You know, everybody make his touch to that. So, I mean, all the locker room was nice. Uh, us as fans, even though we don't see that inside the locker room, we see it when you're on the court. We see, you know, the way yeah, you guys yeah. are playing with each other, the way, you know, someone gets up and gets an alley-oop, the whole bench stands up and goes crazy. Like, we, we all yeah, see yeah. that camaraderie and it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, for sure. When somebody score, everybody is happy. You know, when Taco is going on a court, everybody <laughs> was happy. You know, that's all these little things you might not you might not like notice, but that's all you see if a group is like really, really strong. And we were like kind of this group. Well, we still are because we don't know, but we still have the playoff. But you know, we're still taking news of each other like kind of every day. Um so we we I think we will be friends forever. Yeah, so, you know, do, do you guys, does the whole team kind of keep in contact with each other off the court? Uh, is it something which, you know, on a regular basis, you you know, you text each other and, and things like that? Yeah, you know, for sure. We have a, a group, a text group, so we, we take news of uh, everybody, kind of, not every day, but at least every week. You know, we have some Zoom calls with the team, 
Uh, and you know, um, I talk with all the guys uh, just to make sure they're safe or to make sure they, they, they're okay or whatever. You know, sometimes I ask, like, I ask to GB if I can get the piano. He, he gave me one. But no, like, we stay, we stay in touch. So uh, rumour has it that you've uh, picked up a couple of extra skills alongside basketball. Um, will you be now travelling on road games with a, with a piano or a, or a keyboard? Is this something that's going to... We're going to see a Vinnie P, Vinnie P mixtape dropping? That's, that's fucking hard. <laughs> that's, that's hard. I, I thought at the beginning it would be easy, but I tried to learn a song right now. That shit is, like, different. I'm like... I can't do that. I got only 10 fingers. <laughs> I got to try, but that's all. We'll make a Mozart out of you at some point, Vinny. What? We'll make a Mozart out of, out of you at some point. What Mozart. Mozart. <laughs> oh, Mozart, no, no way. No way. <laughs> because right now I'm like a two on 10. It's a two on 10 listen. So the, the level of the, the thing is two. I think Mozart is a 10. Far from me. So I think I think at the at the Celtics gala at the end of the season or the start of next season I can't remember when you guys when the guys do it but are, are we expecting a a performance from from Vinny P are we expecting a uh, a, a really piano? short performance really really short <laughs> yeah, I think there is some player in the team who play better than me like GB play better than me for sure uh, maybe Grant maybe Grant got some skills but I will not do that. I feel, like Grant's got a lot. I feel like Grant's got a lot in his locker. I feel like Grant's the, he's the quiet, like, he's the silent assassin. So he, he'll be able to play piano. No doubt he's won, like, loads of awards for, like, college work and stuff like that. I mean, I bet he's a dark horse in the locker room. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so, obviously, you've been, you've been with the team this year. I mean, you've travelled to quite a few of the cities with the guys. So my next question is, you know, what's been your favorite city to play in? Like, what's been your favorite experience? Uh, to play there or just the city? Both, uh, both. To play and to play and, uh, and the city. Uh, for sure, New York. Because Madison Square Garden is a big, big, big arena. You know, and New York is a big city for sure. Um, so I would say New York. I would say Miami. I'm not going to explain why, but the city is great. You know, the weather is great, and they have a great team this year. So, you know, um, being there was fun. Uh, and I would say LA. LA. I'm not really like uh, original, but yeah, that's more fun to play. You know, LA is a great city, and obviously, play against LeBron and the Lakers was like a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely. imagine. I can imagine, like, especially that like, you know, you've gone from Euroleague, which is an amazing league anyway. Like the talent there is, is is formidable, and then jumping into the NBA and standing, you know, face to face with LeBron James, like that. That must have been yeah. surreal. Like, like I said, I was a big fan of Dwight Howard, so playing against mm. him, I, I had the chance to play against him in Boston because I played the like five minutes, something like that. Mm. So I played against him. It was dope. Like, I was watching you on TV. <laughs> so obviously you just spoke about Dwight Howard. Um, how amazing was it to actually be stood in front of him and kind of seeing somebody that you've admired and playing against him and, and actually having to guard him? Yeah, so I was scared. Dunk on me first. 
but you know that's not the the driver of the of the magic. But you know, it's have some bounds, so you never know. But yeah, that was that was dope. Uh, I thought he was bigger, taller. I was taller than him, so I was like, okay, got you. <laughs> so that was dope. That was dope. That was dope. Uh, what's, the, what's, what's the jersey collection like now? Surely you've collected a, a couple from this season, have you? No, I didn't. Uh, you know, the fact that I didn't really play, I was like really, 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 sh um, how you say, shy to to ask about jersey, you know. Um, but my my start that uh, next year. But right now, no, I don't have any jerseys. I didn't have any jerseys. So that's why I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That's all. That's the same. Like the drip. I'm waiting for the jersey too. Okay, so before we jump into the last final two little games we do at the end of the podcast, Vin, I think G-Shack's got one more question for you. So uh, what kind of goals are you sort of setting yourself for your progression of your career, maybe in the next two, three seasons? Just sort of where do you want to see your game go to and your role within the organisation? I mean, be a great player in NBA, um, obviously. Uh, staying here for sure. Um, and I mean, winning some championship. I mean, that's why we play. Where when you're in, in Boston Celtics, that's where you should like be focused at. So yeah, obviously get some ring. I got ten fingers, so I got plenty of space. This team could definitely bring back a ring. This team could definitely, you know, put banner eighteen in, in the rafters. We love. I would love to be to be to be part of that. You know, bring another ring, another banner. Okay, so the one question Celtics fans are going to want us to ask right now is about your nickname. Now, we all know it's Vinny Sex Pants. Obviously, it, it kind of got developed into version two, which was Vinny Sex Fingers, obviously because you, you had an injury to your hand, didn't you? But Celtics fans are going to want to know, Vin, when are we going to see that on a T-shirt? Because I'm not going to lie, I can guarantee you many Celtics fans out there will snap that up. I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen some some kind of uh, t-shirt and pants on on, a, on um, eBay or whatever. Yeah. I was like that's for me. So I should I should like do something here yeah, for sure. I should like make some Vinny Sex Finger uh, jersey or or shirt. I might do that for the summer. I don't realize how much people really like that, you know. Uh, so I'm like. Maybe it's not like a big thing, so but obviously that's something like getting bigger. So I might I might do my shit and and bring taco in, inside too and say hey, hey, we 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 do some shit that we want taco too. <laughs> well, you know, Vin, has anyone in the team actually called you by that nickname? You know, you gotta be honest with us right now. You know, has Brad called you it? I'm sure I'm sure Brad Brad's pulled that out of the locker once or twice, surely. When she came out, the coach told me, like, you've been in sex pants now. So, yeah, he did it. He did it. He said, yeah, there's a buzz on the uh, internet for you about your pants or whatever. And because I, I wearing the suits too. So I remember one day he told me, like, okay, if God only was or Jason Tatum, like, get an offensive charge. Um, yeah, no, a charge. Uh, I will wear one of your suits one day. <laughs> Try to make, the, to make that happen. So... Uh, and Gordon, and they say, we're going to try, but obviously you didn't. So <laughs> one day, maybe, one day it could be great. <laughs> what, so what, what, is it, what has it been like? One more question before we jump into the games. What has it been like, you know, being coached by Brad Stevens? 
But that's great. I uh, I heard a lot of good thing about him when I was in uh, in Spain. Uh, obviously, where 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 I was watching a little bit of NBA news, uh, they were talking about him. I was. Uh, his uh, smartness and everything. So it was really exciting to play with him. Uh, so I realized he was really smart. That was a great coach, you know. Uh, he's still young, so he have a great, great guy in front of him. But he makes some great things, you know. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot at practice. During the game, uh, I used to really be aware about the, the call he made, uh, the, the thing he called. So, you know, that's why I was saying, like, okay, I wasn't playing, but I was, like, really focused on everything around, really, really thinking about anything to, to grow up and, you know, being at the timeout around the coach, watching what he what was, like, drawing on the, on the, on the, on the, on the whiteboard, uh, you know, all that, all the things make me grow and make me smarter. So yeah, he's definitely a great coach, and I can't wait to play for him for real. That's that's just the process, you know. You, mm. It's hard to come on the league, uh, especially when you're overseas, and just be just be on the starting five right away, or just be really dominant by the, uh, right away. So you know that's just a process, and that, that can be a wrong process. That's why you need to be to be focused and to be to be mentally strong. Okay, so we have, just to, to, to end the pod, we have a couple of games which we like to play. We did this with Semi. He didn't do, he didn't do, too, he didn't do too great. I'm not going to lie, but we'll jump into it. So basically we're doing a word association game. So to be fair, you're from France, so you should get some of these. You should do. So what I've done is I've, I've basically got some English words and you just have to guess what they mean in America or you can say France, we'll say France. Oh, okay, okay, bear. I got this. Okay. <laughs> one. So the first, the first word slash phrase is pavement. So in England, pavement. Pavement. Can, can you put it in a in a in a in a sentence? Okay. So some context. Um, leave the parcel on the pavement. It's a bit of a hard one, isn't it? To be fair, it's pretty hard. Uh, it's like a corridor, a hall. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's basically in America, it's sidewalk. So it's 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 like a pavement. It's the path. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like a, <laughs> a corridor, a way. Yeah. Okay. okay so the next one we've got is Giza. 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 Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Giza. <laughs> uh, it's like a, 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 I don't know. I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> it means like top top bloke, like bloke essentially. You're a geezer. You're you're a top bloke essentially. Oh, okay, okay, bear. Top guy. Okay. okay so uh, okay. So this what this one made Semi laugh. This is a phrase. So this is an English phrase, right? Okay, so, I'll put it into context for you as well. So I'll say the phrase first and I'll put it into context. So the phrase is arse over tit. So this one in a little bit of context, you know, you could say he or she went arse over tit. What does arse over tit mean in, 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 in the UK? She has got a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the phrase is arse over tit. 
eyes off the tip. Damn. I don't know. She uh she out of his mind, of the mind. <laughs> don't know. Basically it means you've fallen over. So someone's fallen over. So if you, oh, were, okay. if you were to fall over, I'd go, Oh Vinny, you've fallen ass over tip. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, I'm pretty bad too. <laughs> if you say it to Semi in the locker room, if you say arse over tip to Semi, he'll know exactly what you're talking about now. No one else will know, but you and Semi will know. I don't think I can even pronounce that. Like. <laughs> the next one is, yeah. I'll put this into context for you as well. So the word is bladded, in, but you can, it's also known as twatted. So bladded or twatted, what does it mean? So basically, oh, I've gone out on a night and got absolutely bladded. Uh, it's like... Um... Uh, blended like oh no drunk like, yeah it's drunk <laughs> I drank drunk yeah, yeah. it means you, oh, I've gone out I'm absolutely that was not that was not that was I was like I, I told like he was like more like shiny like, oh shit that shit like, <laughs> but this is not. okay bad. I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> okay and I'll give you I'll give you one more um, and that is peng p-e-n-g peng what is peng in English I'll put it into context. Oh, there what is that it? in Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty, yeah, we'll give you that. Yes, yeah. go. he's got it. <laughs> one, one more. It's when one, you one target some, something. Or... Yeah, so basically, yeah, it means attractive girl, attractive guy. Yeah, that's what it means. Do you want one more? <laughs> we've got loads, but do you want another one? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, so I'm another awesome. one we've got is minging. Minging? Minging, yeah, minging. Minging. Uh, put a sentence in, because it's like that. Uh, so minging, um, you'd be like, don't know whether I should eat this. It looks a bit minging. <laughs> Wait, go back. <laughs> um, you'd be like, don't know whether I should eat this. It looks a bit minging. Ah, uh, like amazing? <laughs> no, no, just think the opposite. Think the opposite. There's this thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Finn, we've got we've got a huge list of these here, so we could go on all day. But what we'll do is we'll fire into the final game, and I will throw it over to G Shack to explain that to you. Okay, so with this game, Vinny, basically what I need you to do is get in the mindset of Danny Ainge. So I need you to be the GM. And I need you to pick five players. They don't have to be Celtics players. They can be any players around the league. Pick your best five. And then what we're going to do is we're going to pick your best five against some of the other selections that we've had from some of the other guys. So semi pick the five. And then once we've done this series, we'll get all of the guys together. We'll get their teams together. And then we're going to go on 2K and sim it, see who comes out on top. And the winner gets the coveted That UK Celtics Podcast T-shirt. And obviously a bragging rights in the locker room. Okay. Damn. Uh, so, point guard, I take. Uh, I need a smart team. Let's go. I need a smart team. I take uh, Ben Simon. Two, I take. <laughs> 
worth take. There's too many teams, so many players. Uh, I take, I need, I need a shooter. I need a shooter. Uh, oh, I take the guy from, uh, uh, yeah, but there's more. Let me think. Oh, I take, I take Westbrook in two. Yeah, I take Westbrook. In three, I take, oh shit, that's gonna be tough. I take uh, LeBron. Ah, uh, yeah, wait, yeah. In four, I take KD. In five, I take, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I forget so many players. Damn. Uh, can I play with Antetokounmpo in five? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, so I have a, I have a tall team. Uh, I, got, I got shooter. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. That is a pretty solid five. I have to say, um, it's going to be interesting to see once your team lines up against some others. Won't give anything away, but if you listen back to previous episodes, you can scout, your, scout your teammates, find out who they picked. <laughs> well Vinny I mean that is the end of the episode thank you so much for taking the time and coming on with us welcome, really guys. appreciate it you're welcome guys I just want to say a big thank you Vinny for joining us it's been a pleasure and best of luck to you and the rest of the guys for the rest of the season thank you man appreciate it so that is it for another episode of the That UK Celtics podcast Obviously, we were joined by Vinny. That was insane. And also, we were joined by first-time UK Celtics podcast podder, G-Shack. G-Shack, mate, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. Did you, did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, no, it was a great chat to Vinny. Um, learned some amazing news and information about the man himself. Um, and I appreciate you for having me on, Nate. I will hopefully join you again sometime soon. You know, wade into this podcast world. Yeah, no doubt, mate, no doubt. <laughs> so that is it, guys. Make sure you subscribe, like, and review the pod. Obviously, share it where you can. Always helps. And yeah, this has been your Boston Brit and G-Shack. Peace. champions once again.